Welcome to Panda Expressed, a podcast created for you to feel more inspired and connected to Panda. I'm your host, Andrea Chern, Chief Marketing Officer, and I sit down with Panda leaders to chat about their lives, their passions, and all things Panda. Enjoy. Welcome back, Andrew, to Panda Expressed. Very nice to be back. We are going to start this podcast with a lightning round of questions. Now, the catch here is I will ask you a set of questions, and then Leonard will join the podcast, and he will also answer the same set of questions. Are you ready? Yes, ma'am. I like being called ma'am. That's fun. All right. Broccoli or bok choy? Broccoli. Robert Indiana or Indiana Jones? Robert Indiana. Why Robert Indiana? I love sculpture. I see it all the time. And what does the love sculpture remind you of? Reminds me of the energy for change. It also reminds me of being kind, being generous, being grateful. We have truly been very blessed. I'm looking to become more kind and loving, and I hope to set a good example. Baseball or football? Football. Why football? A little bit more action. Who is your favorite Beatle and why? The talent really is John Lennon and Paul McCartney. What's your favorite snack? Nuts. Any kind of nuts? Without salt, hopefully. Which actually leads us into our next question. What's your current healthy lifestyle goal? Being conscious about walking, exercising, going to yoga, and my way of eating. Thank you, Andrew, for that lightning round of questions. Now, this podcast is dedicated to learning more about our chief people officer, Leonard Yip. Who is Leonard? Well, Leonard is a people person. And how long has Leonard been with Panda? He's probably been with us for about 10 years. You know, Leonard started with us at IS. And IS has consistently been rated the highest ranking department in this company. And so what words would you use to describe Leonard? I would say he is very much a good listener. He is very humble. He's very willing to learn. And he has a tremendous appreciation for people. He thinks of good things about everyone. He describes everyone in that way. And even though some things that may not be perfect, you always find some good ways to help people and help you to see the positive side. And as you think about Leonard's strengths and what he can contribute to Panda, what is the challenge that you would give Leonard and the team as we move into 2020? Today, the biggest challenge that we face with the unemployment being very, very low is hiring and developing people. I would say the biggest challenge is hire recruiters, hire good people, and also make sure that we pay attention to each and every one, their needs and their wants and their future. As we go into 2020, it becomes incredibly important for us to continue to focus on people as individuals and to help each of them grow. So now we will move into speaking directly with Leonard about his Panda story. Welcome to Panda Express, Leonard. Well, thank you, Andrea. We really appreciate you joining us today. 
So we're going to start this podcast as we start other podcasts mm-hmm. with a lightning round of questions. The catch for this lightning round of questions is that we have asked the same questions to Andrew, and now I will ask the questions to you. Ready? Yes. Broccoli or bok choy? Broccoli. Robert Indiana or Indiana Jones? Indiana Jones. Why Indiana Jones? He's my idol. I always wanted to be a professor when I was young, and not to mention a handsome, charismatic professor. There is still time, Leonard. <laughs> and he just laughs. Okay. Baseball or football? Football. Why football? Because I grew up in Hong Kong. They play football. I see. Soccer. Yeah, in the other part of the world. Who is your favorite Beatle, and why? John Lennon. Because for those people who could not pronounce my name, they say, "Oh, you are the same as John Lennon, Leonard, Lennon." <laughs> So they couldn't pronounce Leonard, and so the equivalent was John Lennon. Yes, a lot of people did that. What's your favorite snack? Snicker bar. How often do you eat Snickers bars? When I travel. Good to know. So for those in the field, when you see Leonard, please give him a Snickers bar. What's your current healthy lifestyle goal? I have a habit. I don't know if I have a goal. I exercise six to seven times a week, about an hour per day. That's right, which is a great amount of discipline. Is a habit doesn't feel like a discipline. Thank you, Leonard, for that lightning round of questions. Now we have the privilege of transitioning and learning a little bit more about you, Leonard, and your panda story. Where were you born, Leonard? I was born in Hong Kong. Can you describe for me the first home that you remember living in in Hong Kong? I think it's about. The size of two beds. In Hong Kong, you don't have a home. We call a place to sleep. I grew up in a very poor family. We didn't have much, and I was there for many years. And what do you remember most about your childhood? That we struggled to find to have sufficient food on the table, and we struggled to pay rent. Yet, I feel that. I did not lack anything in life. Without having enough food on the table, and at times being afraid of not being able to pay rent, what impact did that have on you? It created the fear of not having enough. The early part of my life was driven by the fear of being in poverty. And how did that impact the relationships around you? I wasn't interested in relationships. Doesn't fit me. It didn't fit my family. So, what were you focused on?、Uh, focusing on studying very hard, so that some days I can get a good job. I can take care of my parents and also feed my family. How many breadwinners were there in your home? One, my mother. And what about your father, Leonard? My father is an alcoholic, and he was abusive. And my mom didn't want him to live with us. He and my mom separated, and he has a different life. I saw him only once a month at most. And when did you start working, Leonard? Officially or unofficially? Unofficially. Three or four, maybe. What were you doing at three or four? Helping my mother with her work and helping my neighbors with some of their chores. 
and running errands for people, distributing newspapers, picking up trash, selling bottles. And what would you do with the money that you made from your unofficial jobs? I gave everything to my mom because I saw how hard it was for her to support the family and also the worries. And I remember one time I woke up at two a.m. and I realized that she was still working. And then I was so sad, and I told her, "I said, Mom, I don't want you to die." Why did you tell her I don't want you to die? Because I realized that she worked so hard. I don't know if she could even survive well. You were afraid that she was taking on too much. She was. And when did you officially begin working? I think it was fourteen years old. And what was your first official job? I worked in a factory in an assembly. My classmate introduced me to that job. From the age of three or four, Leonard, have you ever not worked? No. And up until the age of fourteen, when you got your official job, what was the purpose of working? Is to support my mother first, and then support my schooling, and then later on when I get a family, is to support my family. When did the idea of purpose? And having a purpose in work enter into your motivations. When I started to realize that the fear of poverty created negative consequences, I saw that I was so focused on work, and I neglected people around me, and I offended people around me without even knowing it. Can you tell me about a moment where that happened? I was already living in United States. I was working and going to school full time as a student and a full time worker, and my mother came and visited me. And then, because I w- I needed to go to work, I wanted to earn the overtime so that I have sufficient money. And then my mother was talking to me, and then I was losing patience because she was so long winded, and I vented my frustration on her. And then she cried, and then I started to realize. That money displaced the love that I had for her. And how did that lesson impact you as you moved forward, Leonard? It impacted me in how I do things. You know, I used to go to back-to-back meeting, and so sometimes I would just walk from one meeting to another, and then in between, in the hallways, I would see someone who just came back from maternity leave. I wanted to see how the person is doing, but then I was thinking about, oh, I'm late for a meeting. I didn't stop, except to say hi. And there were people whose father just passed away, and I wanted to stop and say, how's your family doing? I didn't, except to say hi, because I was rushing to a meeting. But now, I would rather late for a meeting than ignore all those important moments that I need to stop. And as our chief people officer. What are the moments that you would encourage all of us to stop and pay attention to? What is important is our relationship, our association to one another. Spoken as a true chief people officer, was the intention when you joined Panda to be our chief people officer? No, I just wanted to be your technology guy. 
And how long was your primary responsibility to be our technology guy at Panda? I think maybe in somewhere between two to three years. And what happened after two to three years? The founders opened up a new possibility for me, which is to be a people guy. And did you embrace the possibility? I did not think that I was adequate at first, but the founder inspired me. They painted a picture that I cannot refuse. And what was that picture, Leonard? I could become a people person. I could become someone who make an impact on people's life. That they will be able to realize their potentials. And as you embrace the possibility, what lessons have you learned in your role as chief people officer? Well, I learned the very thing that allow me to become a people person, which is possibility. If I could become a people person from an IT guy, anyone could have unlimited possibility. And can you tell me about a time where? You saw more possibilities for others. I remember an associate who was a manager, and I saw this person caliber. I said, "There's no way this person could be just a manager." And so I talked to him, and I challenged him a little bit, and I realized that he had some limiting belief. And fast forward, one day, a few years later. After his transformation, I remember there was a senior operation leader who was very critical on people, and in fact, he told me one time he said, "Leonard, I couldn't believe that this person could be changed to what he is today. He is so engaging, he is so contributing, and he understands operation." And at that time, I thought, "Wow, had I given up on him when I first came, he would never grow into the person he became." Can you tell me about another moment when you felt incredibly panda proud? There was an operation leader who was struggling because he was not performing, and so I, with the help of other people, we went over to see him, and then we talked to him, and all that we told him was we believed that he could change the situation, and he could deliver the result he was supposed to. And that belief turned into action on his part and on the part of his direct reports. And within two periods, he was able to overcome the adversities, and this operator was able to achieve an outstanding result. And what did that mean to you, Leonard? It's like what the founders always say: when the environment is right, people would grow. And what do you believe is the most important thing for you to do, Leonard? To support other people to realize their full potential, and for any of the associates that are listening that may have limiting beliefs about themselves, what would you want them to hear and understand? We create our own destiny. We fulfill our own prophecies. If we believe it to be true, it will be true. Why is that important to you, Leonard? Because when we believe in things that are empowering to us. We will be able to achieve our potential. Some would argue that responsibility for human affairs is just about creating peace and being staffed well enough to be able to deliver on the sales targets set every year. That is true for other corporations, but not for Panda. What is true of Panda? Panda is growing and never stops, and Panda has unlimited possibilities. 
And for that to happen, everyone's potential has to be tapped to the fullness. And for any associates that are listening that say, I like the idea of living to my full potential, but you don't know how hard my life is right now. Or, but it feels like so much work to be able to deliver on your full potential. How would you respond? I want them to learn that uh, every one of us have a piece of paper and it was blank to begin with. And we wrote down whatever stories we heard along the way. And many of those stories became our limiting beliefs. I want them to know that they can start from scratch. They can start writing beliefs and stories that will empower them. Would you mind sharing some of your limiting beliefs? An IT guy is not good at dealing with people. An immigrant cannot succeed in a foreign land. A person with a strong Asian accent cannot be a leader. And so what are the empowering or positive beliefs that you hold on to? An IT guy can become a people person. An immigrant can succeed in a foreign land. Someone with a thick Asian accent can still be a leader. So what do you want people to take away from your story, Leonard? If someone who are underprivileged could still make it this far, if I could do that, you could do that too. And that is a beautiful reminder that all of us may have more possibilities than we dare see or imagine. And 2020 may be the year to run into those possibilities. Thank you, Leonard, so much for joining us on Panda Express. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Panda Express. We wish you the inspiration and courage to make the best of today. Please share this podcast with all you consider family and visit us every month for more inspiring stories.